do you feel like competitive Warzone has an entitlement problem? People think that if you grind the game 16 hours a day and don't go outside, you deserve a spot in like a tournament. That's not how that works. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into a... <laughs> no! <laughs> the first... You cursed me! Keep that in, Lamberto. Keep that Woo! in. Keep that in. We're okay. keeping that. We're keeping that. Reset! We're keeping that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into a brand new episode of the Bot Lobby Podcast. Could it be more excited to be here with you today? Not only with the wonderful Katie Bedford, as always, but also another amazing guest. And I gotta say, Katie, I love our new kind of thread of the way we do this podcast, where it's just like, hey, every episode, why don't we just bring in like the coolest guests ever? We've had people from all across kind of the Warzone scene, talking about the competitive scene, talking about new maps. Today, we get to tell a little bit of a story we have brought a very special guest today um, to talk about her story everything that she's been through in terms of warzone where she came from without further ado katie we've got to bring in the one and only the incredible winning just about every tournament she gets her hands on kins rosie kins let's bring you in how are you doing today thank you so much for joining us what's good i'm good thank you for having me for sure it's yeah, thank you for coming on. I know uh, we've we've said it about a million times uh, off camera, but I, I want to reiterate as well to everyone in chat, we always hear your suggestions and overwhelmingly <laughs> what you guys were telling us was to get Ken's on and, and for so many good reasons. So thank you guys for that. And, and Ken's as well. Thank you for coming on. I think this is going to be a, a really, really great episode. For sure, for sure. Well, we do something at the very beginning. We, well, we've started doing something at the very beginning of every single one of these episodes. These are called rapid fire questions. Sounds intimidating. It's not that bad. Basically, just give us your first response to these questions that come into your head. Even if later you're like, oh, that's probably not right. It'll just be a good way to kind of like break the ice and get started. So the first one, very easy. Who is your favorite person to compete with or just stream with in general? Almond. Oh, yeah okay that, that checks out <laughs> that was easy. hey rapid fire question rapid fire answer all right favorite streaming moment uh probably back in verdance when i won the uh boom tv 25k qualifier with alb that was like a lit moment oh yeah for sure. i like it i like it that yeah i was gonna say there are some more recent tournament wins but that's a, that's a throwback that's a good one um okay favorite meta of all time uh ffar and aug Oh yeah! Wow, this is our second FFAR we got. Yes, but the the AUG meta was was crazy. That was when it like two bursts of people. Oh my yeah. gosh! The AUG, that's such an interesting answer. Okay, uh, this can't be the same as the one you just said. Favorite competitive okay. moment? Uh, when I won the Ultra Attorney, the twenty five k with Ben. Yeah, I don't think no, you dropped. I, all these on deck. I, I don't think you dropped the map that tournament. If no, I remember, it was just it was completely dominant. Map yeah yep yep 100 uh okay least favorite duo to compete against um i'd probably say destroy and chrissy as a co-ed yeah they're just they're they're like annoying to play i don't know and i have to try so hard against them every single time what about it uh is annoying if you don't mind if there's is there something specific about their play style that's irritating <laughs> um i think they're just both so like dominant like i mean not to be like blunt but like usually someone like on the team like lacks but like they're both so like dominant and just both drop consistent numbers and that's like hard to play against at time yeah I like yeah that's a great answer um all right uh i think we've got goach what two more yes all right uh your favorite warzone competitive format 2v2 2v2 that checks out you've won thousands of those uh all right last question this one not as as fun 
what was the hardest loss that you can remember or worst loss that you can remember that just like hurt the most oof probably uh when me and trey lost the um the finals like the 150 i think 100 i don't know like the finals the boom tv one that was yeah. tough. got first run about that joe actually <laughs> fuck joe <laughs> like <laughs> that was an l and and there was no loser so it was just out yeah the, i i we were i mean katie and i were casting that event we remember that vividly that was actually one of the last you know larger events that we've had in a while and and you guys made a run and then unfortunate loss there was it that one's gotta hurt i'm sure so totally understand yeah. that well uh, thanks for answering those uh you know as we kind of go into this one of the reasons we want to have you on was not only because every single person in the world was like hey we've got to have kins on the podcast but also um we wanted to hear it as well like a little bit of your story so uh wanted to kind of like back all the way up to like when you first started gaming um what was like the first call of duty that you got into and and kind of what got you into gaming in general um so i started playing during black ops 2 i would just play pubs or like league player zombies and then um i started watching the pro league i'm not sure how i got into it but it was just like good to watch and then i would just like play casually like every year and um i would like like, like play like game battles during like black ops 4 just like just like random stuff i would always like stay like around i guess and then um when covid hit and then like warzone came out like around the same time i just like grinded that and then i got into my first tournament with a holly it was an e-fuse back in like october 2020 and then ever since then i just like i don't know i just like started like showing out and just playing and just like loving warzone what drew you into it specifically did you want to compete or did you enjoy the environment uh, of competitive uh, because you're you're such a staple in it now but kind of what started that itch for you um well i've always been like really competitive with like sports and everything so i think that just like like led me into it seeing like that there's actually like competitions with warzone and that's just like an itch to just like win everything what uh, uh if i can ask what sports did you play like growing up uh, soccer okay nice ah. I, pl I played i think both of us played a little bit of soccer growing up as well katie right yeah i was ass though oh my god i can't say that okay bleep it on the youtube bot i'm sorry i was horrible though <laughs> that's hilarious um okay so uh, let's think back to to early competitive uh kids as you were kind of grinding you know getting your name out there competing in some of these tournaments you said your first event was with holly at an efuse event what was the first event that you can remember that kind of hit that itch of like oh i think i can do this and i'm going to do this because obviously it's been a dominant performance recently over the last year or so but kind of those early stages was there like early success or early failures that kind of drove you forward uh, there's definitely a lot of um failures because like when you're a female competing like you can only like like don't well not you can only but like you only dominate like the female turning co-eds so that was like like you can compete but you're not going to get really far in like the regular 2v2s so i think um you know it was just like i'm not going to go full-time competing because like i don't know if like i can do it whatever but when i won that that 25k with alb it was like the reassurance i needed you know yeah. Right, that you know that you can do it and you can yeah, take that exactly. first place. Was it so you mentioned that first tournament was with Holly? Did and Holly is incredibly welcoming. Did you find it hard to kind of get your initial foot in the door of people taking a chance on you for competitive or no? Um, a little bit. I think that like if you're like a nobody or like no one knows you, you can't really be like expected to just like get a spot somewhere and like play i think you have to like be able to network in like every aspect and have a connection and like 
I mean, Jerky was that connection, like uh, Josh, like Jerky, and like he knew me and he just like put a good word in to, to Holly. So I think like that's what I needed. And um, she was like, like really welcoming and everyone was so welcoming. And then when I got in, it was just like up from there, you know? Yeah, that, that's super interesting. You know, it's so funny. I think a, a lot of our different competitors that we've had on the podcast or not have, have said something similar. It's like, hey, you know, somebody took a chance on me. You know, I had a connection that gave me a contact that let me, you know, perform. And then I was able to do enough to, to then continue that grind. So yeah. super interesting to kind of look back on. Uh, let's, let's go back a little bit and talk about like obstacles in general. I know you had mentioned one. You had talked about, you know, being a woman in the space. What does that look like? And uh, we don't have to go down a long train on that unless you would like to but i wanted to specifically mention like what was the biggest obstacle that you've overcome was it the the overall competitive environment and and where uh it, it currently is situated or was it more of a how do i network to get where i want to be um i definitely think it's how to network to get to where i i want to be because like obviously like i have the skill whatever but like getting spots in like tournaments and like like constant spots and just like getting spots on like good teams because you can get a spot in in the tournament but if your team sucks like you're gonna get like last and you're like you know like what can you do with that so i think like networking for sure is the most important thing in warzone that's and you know coach we have it and networking within life is yeah. one of the most important <laughs> yeah, things you can have <laughs> kens i love that you're saying this because uh, when we ask these similar questions we usually get things about talent or skill level or or whatever no one has ever really specifically talked about the networking aspect of it reaching out to people creating those kind of one-to-one -one bonds with them so that they know you and they want to trust to pick you up when you go into these tournaments so i think i just i love that you keep bringing up networking because it is really so crucial and a lot of the people that you can see on twitter who chirp about you know we should get a shot well they don't really consider that aspect of it at all or how important it is so i love to hear that what what obstacles are you still currently working through what what do you feel like is is still uh, something that's in your way that you're trying to get through um i mean I don't really, I don't know. I don't really have any obstacles anymore. It's just like me versus myself like type thing, you know, like just show up and compete now. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I like that. I like that. I mean, <laughs> I think the self-reflection is a real thing too, right? Because oftentimes in Warzone, it can feel like, and this will lead into the next question, it, it can feel like people tend to blame everything except themselves. It's, it's, we're not doing VOD reviews. We're not taking the time to see how we maybe made a misplay, how we could get better as individuals. So uh, going off of that and kind of what you just said, you know, just yourself improving on yourself. And that is the final obstacle that you're continually improving on. Uh, do you <laughs> uh, do you feel like competitive Warzone has an entitlement problem? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> even yeah, even myself, like I can be entitled. I mean, I lose a code with Ben and I'm like blaming him. I'm like, like, this is your fault. Like, you're the reason we lost. Like, I just like people just don't tend to like see themselves as like a problem, I guess, or like, I don't know, but there's definitely an entitlement problem in like asking for spots, expecting spots. I mean, people think that if you grind the game 16 hours a day and don't go outside, you deserve a spot in like a tournament. It's not how that works. There's definitely an entitlement problem for sure. 
Yeah, so so when we talk about uh, kind of uh, networking as like a key piece to to getting spots, which is certainly not something that a lot of people want to hear when you're a Warzone competitor or somebody that does grind for 16 hours, like you want that to be representative of, of whether or not you get spots. I mean, talk to me about like, what are the best ways right now? Uh, like if you were restarting your entire career right now, same skills and everything you currently have, what would you do in order to get a spot in the next big tournament? Content play with whoever whenever you can content make tiktoks make youtube videos stream whenever just and branch out because you play with the same three people every day you're not gonna you're not gonna get far with that just gotta network and like just make content is that ever hard to juggle um uh, hurt feelings that can inevitably happen when you have your kind of core group of people but when you talk about branching out playing with new people it, has that ever been an issue for you or have you ever seen that kind of be an issue of people branching out and kind of not always playing with exactly the same few people over and over yeah because it's like the personal aspect of like yeah like i'm your friend so there's like a like a personal like really like relationship there but then it's like well i'm doing this as a business thing and you know, people don't really understand like the business and personal thing and don't like, and just like bridge gap between it, but there doesn't need to be like a bridge gap. It just needs to understand that like, this is my job and you know, I can't play with you every day type thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that makes sense, right? Like I, I get that sometimes when you're climbing toward the top, you can't always stay in your, uh, in your comfort zone. And I, I want to follow that up with uh, something else that um, I, I think for me personally, it's something I'm very curious about. Uh, how do you feel about the uh, overall health of female competition and female competitors in the competitive war zone space? Mm. Um, I definitely think there are a lot of females that can uh, like ride with the big dogs, I guess you could say. But like, I mean, what like like what aspect do you mean? Like, can they like hang? Like, do they not get spots? Like. Kind of all of the above. Yeah, I, I mean, in, in what you just said, very much so. Do you think underrepresented, more opportunities? Do you want to see more co-eds? Do you not want to see more co-eds? Kind of just in, in general, both. You can talk about it if you want from um, things that you think are problems within uh, the female community, if you choose to, but also just in general, um, how you feel like the state of women in Warzone is. Um, I definitely think that there are, that there could be like bigger, like, uh, female tournaments or co-eds, but I do think that some of the females are entitled when it comes to like, um, expecting spots and tournaments and they don't really like work for it, including myself. Like I could definitely do a lot more for spots and just in general, but I do think there's a lot of entitlement because it's like, oh, well, I'm a female. So like there needs to be more female representation, but like at the end, at the end of the day, the big wars on tournaments are for the best players and i don't think like i don't think that just because you're a female you just spot and i do think that they are trying to get more representation in tournaments and in the community um there definitely could be more but it should go to who deserves it for sure and not just because you're a woman you know sure yeah no that's that's a great okay. point and i know i know a lot of people share that sentiment but it has been a, an interesting conversation to see the timeline chirp about every once in a while it kind of comes up and then goes away and then comes up again just like most different issues or or things that people talk about on twitter that's how the, the twitter goes so uh, i want to move forward I, I know you had mentioned that um almond's your favorite person to play with uh, from a competitive side 
fair enough right i mean you all you two have won so many events together that toronto event was one of my favorite to watch i mean you didn't even drop a map it was crazy talk to me a little bit about how you kind of found or almond or he found you in terms of like the co-ed scene because uh, i think bins is, is what some people uh, have been saying like like where where did that start like what was the kind of like initiation of that okay so at the time i was co-ed duos with trey which is colors and I had like dropped him because I was like, whatever. And then <laughs> I was like being petty because we kept losing, so I dropped them. So I needed a co-ed duo. And Brittany, who's my best friend and female duo, is obviously with Tom. And Tom is Ben's like duo. So like Brittany was like messaging Ben like, hey, like, you know, Ken's is so good. Like just play with her, play with her. And he just kept like dubbing it. He was like like flaking and dodging for like months. He'd like refused to play with me. And then one day we played a wager and I like just like went off and then he like picked me up after that for like the co-eds and stuff and then like there was an e-fuse tourney it was a it was a sadie hawkins back in Ansk, and i won v2 to him in queen shadows <laughs> and then after that he was like i'm gonna pick her up and then yeah ever since then we just started playing together for like a year i think i don't know that is... how hard do you that i love that because you basically had to go shit on a kid to get him to really realize right. like you're that good you know do you is it Ken's? is it hard to um find a duo that you can stick with and once you found that duo not let any potential losses snowball into you guys breaking up yes for 100 percent. i'm just the type of person that if one thing goes wrong i'm just like fuck this i'm done <laughs> and it's like and it's like <laughs> if we go on like a losing streak or anything i'm just like something needs to change like uh, i'm over it like no but i don't know it's just like you just gotta like keep with it and just keep working because like obviously it's rng it's a game of luck at the end of the day so like you just gotta stay with it and i think that if you have something you just can't like let it go in terms of like a co-ed like if it's or like a duo at all like if it's working at one point it'll work no matter like how much yeah. work you put in yeah, I would I would definitely say no matter how good you are, whether you're Almond, who's won the most money in Warzone and since Caldera, Tommy, who's won the most money in Warzone, period, or, or what have you, it doesn't mean you win every time, right? So like even when yeah, you do, exactly. you know, you know, either make some mistakes on the map or things don't go your way because there is some luck to it, like you can't get too down back. But but speaking of not down back, I mean you guys have won so many events together. Anytime there's a co ed, you're in the conversation, you're you're probably top of the list for anyone trying to throw some side bets on it. Like there's really no question on that at this point and so what, what kind of what was the catalyst for that success i mean why do you think you you two work together the best are you just kind of both that good or is there something about the pair and the way you all play together in 2v2s that makes you so successful um i think i'm just like i mean i i could be like gassing it a little bit but like i'm just like i'll do whatever he says in game like if he's like that, i'll do it like i'm not like hard-headed or stubborn in game like i just will let him just ride the boat but like like drive the boat i'll just ride the boat like if he calls that i do it and it's not like he's like superior but like he just like knows what to do and i'm just like there for it um yeah i mean i take his criticism he sort of takes whatever but like i know i don't know it's just like teamwork and like chemistry i guess just works really well and that we know how important that chem can be, right, Goj? I mean, it can really uh, every once in a while we see 
players who have not played together in duos usually come out on top and kind of upset those teams that have the chem. But um, when it when it comes to chemistry specifically, Ken's for something like a 2v2, which you've said is your favorite format, how much of a tangible role does chemistry play in a duo's success in these tournaments? Um, it plays probably the biggest part. I mean, gun skills one thing, but if you don't have chemistry, it's over. Cause like there are times when me and Ben have a tournament and like I'm not vibing with him that day. It's just like chalk it up and we lose immediately. <laughs> like like yeah. like if we're not in like a good state, cause obviously like friends argue, duos argue. Like if you have to be around like someone a lot, uh, arguments gonna happen. And if like we're not on like good terms, we we get double first round. Like it's bad. So chemistry is a huge part. Just like listening and just being a good teammate and a good person just is huge yeah man, man it's so good to hear because so so you know katie and i are casting all these 2v2 events that we get to watch you play and we only get to hear bits and pieces of comms and things like that and and there's only obviously so much that we can uh you know talk about but uh what we what we do talk about a lot is how big of a role chemistry plays in 2v2s like most people think about this fact that hey, hey we play you know chemistry is everything in customs because you're playing against the best of the best and when you're just slaying out pubs like sometimes i'll you know you'll be watching smith and aiden for instance and they won't say a single word together like to each other for like the first 15 minutes of a game but it is a lot of the like nonverbal chemistry that you've already put in the time to know what they're gonna go do and you say a couple words here and there um and seemingly is is your case as well with almond so you know pretty pretty cool to see how much chemistry you all have and honestly, I think one of the reasons for that is exactly what you said. Like, you don't have an ego in game, uh, and that means you all are successful. Anytime these duos, like, come together and the egos clash and they don't listen to one another, they try to think, oh, although I might have, uh, I have an idea of what we should do, this person is telling me to do the other thing. If I just follow their advice, usually in the past it's worked out. So if I continue to follow that advice, it'll probably work out in the future. A great mentality to have and the fact that you're both so incredibly good. So let's talk about that that duo that gives you so much trouble. Uh, we talked about them already. I was expecting to hear a modicum of different answers, and uh, I want to go back to that duo that gives you trouble. When you're playing with Almond, you're playing a co-ed tournament, and you come up against that duo. Are, are we saying that's Chrissy's duo? Is is that the, the duo that gives you guys the most trouble time and time again? Yeah, for sure. So talk to me a little bit about that matchup, like going into that matchup. Is there something that you think about that is different? Is it like, hey, they're a high slaying out team. If they're on, we got to change up our play style. Uh, I don't think we have to change up our play style, but like, I mean, obviously, like every single game, we always go peak. That's just like the hot drop for everyone. Um, we just have to make sure we just like win peak, get our kills at peak and then go off from there. Because if one of us dies at peak, it's like just it just sucks and it's just like bad off rip to like die and just have a bad start so like i think i just make sure that like i just make no mistakes at peak yeah interesting yeah i i katie i i think this is actually the perfect transition to our next topic which is which is talking about caldera in particular you know we we, we talk about it all the time with the different pois and, and peak being obviously the hottest drop but talk to me a little bit about the map because you've obviously found a ton of success on caldera in, in particular and i think that there's a lot of reasons for that and i'm sure you can name as well but i think experience and a lot of time in will certainly cater to that right like you're you're going to have more wins if you play more and get better at the game but caldera in particular you found a ton of success do you like the map if you do tell me a little bit about what you think about the map and why maybe you're successful on it um at first 
I hated the map. It's horrible. <laughs> but, but now I genuinely love the map. I mean, I'm not a big fan of like the jungle like type like grass like tree theme, but I do like the map. I think when they added balloons, um, it just was a W. I think that the map is really big, so like balloons just really help like bridge the gap between like rotations. Um, I think that the POIs are also good, like the new update. There's like a lot of people like a POIs now. Um, I think Storage Town was a W. There's a lot of people that, that go storage, so that's like really good. Um, Beachhead, favorite map, like favorite part on the map for sure. It's just the best. I think that any place with like a lot of buildings is just great since like Verdansk as well. Um, I don't know. The map is just really good. I mean, I don't really like the, the elevation part where like it's on like a hill, but uh, overall the map is just great. Um, Activision did a really good job with like all the updates for sure. Have you found, because there there was recently, um, correct me if I'm wrong, there was recently that update with removing um, some of the foliage, right? The did you, uh, oh, with, with the, the, the yeah, the, yeah, the visibility. You, yes, did you find, because I know a, a concern a lot of people have had was that visibility was more difficult uh, on Caldera. I don't know if that's something you ever experienced yourself, but uh, with kind of that reduction in foliage trying to improve it, did you notice uh, any improvements recently with that change? I did notice because before I thought I was going blind trying to see people on the map, <laughs> but uh, but now everything's fine. I can see people just fine without the way. So like, it was definitely a W. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bring up a lot about the drop spots and some of your favorite spots. You hit all of those, which is really cool. Uh, talk to me a little bit about Beachhead. Why why Beachhead? Uh, why is that a favorite? One of your favorite spots? Honestly, I know like from like a, a competitive standpoint, there's a heli, so that means like bots are gonna go for it at the big bunker. Um, so like go kill them whatever and then they have like a bunch of like little bunkers and then like random like um just like houses and i don't know it's just like a big like bot spot so it just like works like really well for me and then it's like a good rotation spot as well interesting i like i like the rotation specifically because i think um not a lot of casual players think about that aspect of the game, right? There, there's layers. The better you are at a game, the more concepts, nuances, um, micro decisions that you make that other people just don't even consider. And I, I love that answer as well about the rotations, right? And how pivotal that is going to be in how you play out the rest of a map. But uh, we, we know about Caldera. We've had Caldera for a while now. And you've said a lot of things you like about it, but when we look forward toward something like Warzone 2, I say it's around the corner. It's a little ways away, but still rapidly approaching, especially with how fast this year seems to be going by. Uh, so is there anything you'd like to see in the next maps? Have something that's included in the next map that Caldera doesn't have currently? Um, shit, I would like to say Verdansk, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like... If if it could be more like a like a city type of thing, that would be really cool. Like I like the way um, they had like downtown, and then they had like um, you like downtown. Like, Hold up, you like downtown? I did, <laughs> I did. And then like um, I don't even know the spot that it was called. It was between hangars and like airfield between like trains. So it was like the big like houses and just like everything. Yep. And I don't know. I'm just like a big like fan of like houses and like stairs and like fighting and like like buildings i don't know it's so like more city and then like a smaller map because inverdance you could rotate from downtown to storage town in like 30 seconds now it's like five minutes 
yeah that that's super interesting so you so you're a big fan of like the the building fights right so you're trying to have like uh pretty close quarters combat you're not trying to beam somebody at, at 300 meters plus you're, you're like hey i'm gonna outplay you there is a lot of outplay potential in buildings to be fair so it makes sense that, that kind of like is a skill gap to be to be totally clear i mean i think that like in like in cadera you could get shot from top peak and like be able to do nothing like it's just like it's just so easy for a casual to like snipe you from like across the map and there's nothing you could do. Like if you're caught in a field, there's nothing you could do about it. Like literally nothing, unless you're like God. But on Verdance, <laughs> you could like be in a building and someone shoots at you, just like finesse it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a good point. I, I, there's a lot of people that are fantastic at finessing buildings and you're certainly on that list. Uh, we've seen you do it a plenty of times. So uh, that, that's super interesting. All right, I, well, this has been a hotly debated topic uh, between a number of the different guests that we've had on here. So before we move on to the next topic of conversation, let's talk about a ranked mode potentially coming to Warzone. Yes, no, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? We've had people, big hitters on both sides of the equation, wanted to hear your opinion. Um, I mean, I don't really see a need for it. I mean, ranked mode would basically be like customs, to be honest. There's just like no point if if there's like a ranked mode, then just play customs. But uh, I don't know. I just I don't I don't really see a point for it. I don't That's know. so interesting. It wouldn't be so you find no interest or, or at least maybe you, you think it wouldn't provide an incentive for people to want to play more or maybe bring more people back into playing Warzone. Maybe, but like I feel like all the people that have left have been like casuals who like because it's like too sweaty, not because it's like not mm -hmm. sweaty enough, you know. So I feel like ranked would just help like the competitors and not casuals. And the problem is there's not enough casuals playing. I'm honestly great take. I, I like that take a lot. Yeah, it's, not it's been funny because we've asked that question and kind of expected originally when asking this question because twitter you know timelines are always you know what i would say conducive of the truth uh not really uh there was always these conversations around the idea of hey rank mode has to come has to come has to come this is a necessary necessary kind of thing that we need for warzone so that there's something to grind and uh but every person we've had on the podcast has had a different reason why or a different reason why not i mean joe said something actually pretty similar to what you said um and said warzone doesn't make a lot of sense for a ranked mode because of the skill gap that we currently have and and then what you said was was perfect like we are missing the casual scene would casuals want a ranked mode probably not because it might be too sweaty that's great point kins you are five head holy cow um, <laughs> <laughs> katie take the next one Okay, so, I, and again, I, I got to echo Goge. Um, I, getting dissenting, we're going to have to do a piece at some point, Goge, if kind of all the competitive players who are like yes on ranked versus no on ranked and, and kind of what all the reasoning was for it. Because yeah, this has yeah, been, yeah, yeah. it's been really interesting to see how kind of divided people have been. But let's move on to, to something that's really fun. Goge and I love speculating about this. We love talking about this and the timeline eats it up all day long. Let's talk about orgs, the convo around orgs. So recently, uh, Super Evan hit us with the Giga Ultra Bait um, and re-signed with Xset. We have teased multiple times on the podcast. We'll do so again. That we know for a fact, uh, one of the one of the competitive players, uh, well known, has signed to an org. Another is attempting to be courted, uh, and it seems like initially with Warzone there was a big influx, right, of of all these people getting snapped up left and right. And now we're at a point where things cooled down a little bit, maybe picking up again, depending on what we're. Seeing seeing but you come up very often 
as one of those people that you start to scratch your head and you say, why hasn't Ken's been picked up? A and you, you see that with a, a few of these players who are consistently getting into the money, consistently some of the best in the business, creating that good content. They are a presence and a staple in the scene. So uh, what do you feel about org representation in general right now? Uh, do you think uh, they should be picking up more, not enough? How do you feel about the state of players who have orgs and and ones who do not yet? Um, I definitely think there's a lack of representation. I think that um, a lot of the people that have been picked up since like early Verdance, whatever, I, I think that there's like a new influx of people. Um, I mean, obviously like those people like deserve to be on their org, like, like good for you, whatever. But I think that like, there should definitely be like more people on orgs now. I mean, Warzone's been out for like two years and they haven't picked up anyone since like unrational. So definitely more people on orgs. Yeah, you know, it, it is a fun conversation. We have a lot of those conversations behind the scenes. Katie and I are always kind of conjecturing mm -hmm. on who will get picked up by who. I mean, you did represent uh, in the CDLR a surge, which uh, looked like it was a, a blast. But talk to us a little bit about the, the CDLR working with surge, if at all, or was it as simple as, hey, we need a team, Kins, you know, pick your team. So like, I know the uh, general manager, which is like Brandon from Seattle. So like, he hit me up. He was like, hey, like you're the first person I thought of for this. Can you just like represent us? I was like, yeah, I'm down. And then that was just like it. I don't know. What? We've seen you, you you've <laughs> repped their camos before, right? Before that happened? I'm like their biggest fan. I was literally ah. like, <laughs> <laughs> There we go. I was gonna say, cause I feel like I remember so often and I didn't know if it was like a subtle tease to us that we were picking up on there. Like maybe something's happening there, but- That's what I wish um, it was, but no. <laughs> have you, so is, if you had to have uh, kind of your choice, if you will, would it then be Seattle Surge? No. Wait, give us a top three. Can you give us a top three? Is that a thing that we could do? What, what, I mean, she could say no, uh, but yes, top three. Top three. Um, and Seattle. Yeah. Okay. So Optic, um, New York, and Rocker. Can I ask, like, why? Why? Why those? Is it just the culture behind the teams, or or the people they already have on the team? Like, what's the reasoning on that? Uh, definitely the culture um you, like obviously i'm a big fan of surge but like you got to see like what they're doing for warzone compared to other orgs and like what other orgs have to offer and i could be the biggest fan of surge but like if i'm not getting what i like want then you know and like i'm looking at the other orgs that i just mentioned and they're just doing everything right and yeah for sure have you been having any conversations <laughs> with anyone in any yeah. capacity yeah on <laughs> Write it down. Clip this. This is what we're clipping. Put this everywhere yes, that ev spread it across the world. There are conversations <laughs> happening now. Okay, this isn't like this isn't mind breaking. You haven't leaked anything insane. You know, most most people that are the larger content creators and are really on on a come up in a growth pattern have conversations. The question is, is it going to actually become a reality? So, really excited for you. I'm not asking you to leak anything, but thank you for telling us that you are having those conversations. No <laughs> If you wanted to, <clears throat> feel free. Gotcha. It's not one on my top three, though. 
Okay. 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 That's, that's, that's intel. All that's all I'm giving that's you. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> intel. We're going to be doing some conjecturing later. I'll be writing some stuff down. We're going to, we're going to figure this one out. No, that that's really, really cool. Ken. So uh, you talked about the culture. When you think about a, uh, an org that you potentially will actually be representing, not could be um, in the future, best thing or biggest thing for you is hey what can you do for me as a content creator or what are you doing for warzone like how do you prop me up like what are the big things that you're thinking about when joining an org um i definitely think the uh support as in like i don't know like rocker in new york they host like tournaments whenever they can it's just like really good for me and just like they just know exactly how to support their creators and competitors. And I don't know, it's just, it just seems like like very homey vibes, you know? And that's yeah, just I, like I what think I expect. It's basically saying, you know, they're invested and they show that they're invested exactly. and you wanna be, in, you wanna be a part of something that is engaged in what you're passionate about. But it, it, when you look at an org then, and maybe this is also fitting the bill of the one that you've said that you're in talks with right now, uh, but do you want an org that is gonna support you primarily competitive? Do you want an org that wants you to be hyper engaged in their content aspect? Uh, what, what is your primary focus uh, in uh, kind of continuing on that conversation of benefits from an org if you joined? Um, I definitely think both. I mean, obviously, like, you can help competitively, but, like, I feel like I'm doing that, like, myself. Like, what more could you do other than, like, host tournaments or, like, get you in tournaments? But I think content-wise, like, an org that has, like, a big fan base definitely could help you a lot, like, like content-wise and do IRL, like, content and just, like, videos and just, like, fun challenges and stuff. I think that's, like, much needed. And, yeah, just, like, content, helped content. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, the, the kind of last topic that we wanted to have with you was, hey, what is the the future of Kins look like, right? And so this is the perfect transition because recently, not only have you been still winning tournaments as per usual, but you've been streaming, you know, a lot and you've been streaming with Facecam on, you've been making content. So talk to me a little bit about what does the future of the brand of Kins look like? Uh, is it content? Uh, what, what's it going to be? Um, it's definitely going to be content, but it's also obviously competing. Um, I went through like a long since for dance. I never did any content, just mm -hmm. competitive. And I think that was like my biggest downfall. And I think that like, ever since I like realized that it's just like only going up. So I think focusing on content a lot until the next Warzone map and then still doing content is definitely a big plus playing with new people, branching out, networking and just making content. Is, is it hard to find content to create that feels authentic to you i know that uh, oftentimes warzone can feel kind of very um saturated in terms of the content people put out so what has it been like getting into the groove of whether youtube tiktok etc i mean it's really hard to get into a groove it's like you know like you get on you just want a game it's not like 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 you don't think like oh like i gotta make this i'm gonna make this this is a really good idea it, like hits you know so you're just vibing but then as soon as you get into the groove, it's like really good. But I think my biggest thing is like getting into the groove. It was really hard to get into the content groove. Yeah, and speaking of that groove, I mean, when we start talking about the content for the the casual listener that maybe doesn't, you know, really follow the esports scene as much as like we all do or a part of it as we all are. Um, when you speak of content, are you talking about you're going to start making a lot more long form YouTube videos? Is it TikTok? I mean, what type of style or content are you kind of targeting? Uh, definitely YouTube videos as well. Uh, I've started TikToks, but like, I do want to get into YouTube videos. Um, any like IRL stuff, like vlogs, whatever. Just like uh, bridging the gap between streamer to viewer, like 
having like a personal like you know relationship with them like letting them know, know like the real kens whatever because like yeah. i feel like the viewer definitely enjoys like knowing the streamer you know yeah mm. that no i and i'm gonna hop in for a follow-up on that That that's a great point i think one of the things that i've noticed about the the overall warzone scene is that uh, you you have some pure content creators that don't compete. They are rare, but they certainly exist. A lot of YouTubers, uh, you know, Jay God's a great example. He's not playing in tournaments. He makes incredible content online that helps people, right? Like, and, and does a great job of that. And then oftentimes there's a hard shift to competitor, right? You've got the people that hardly make YouTube videos, hardly make TikToks, and they just grind tournaments. And they usually win a lot of those tournaments. Their content for their live streams is competing right and so for like oh. you uh, if you can do both you'll be like the true dual threat that carries you into like the next stratosphere of, of kind of like um household name because i think one of the things that we've noticed over the last you know year and a half of warzone competition is that people are there for, for the warzone competition sure but they don't really know the person and if you can kind of combine that content even with irl stuff i mean i think some really good examples of somebody that has done that in the past are like hector maybe and lucky like they used to be like all okay. compete all the time now they do all of this different content with complexity or otherwise like i that, super excited for you is the, the whole point of this this conversation um yeah. and kind of this follow-up is I, i'm just really excited to see where this goes so uh speak to me really quick on in terms of like irl stuff is it like hey this is what my daily life looks like or are you looking to like kind of do vlogs for like travels and like like what is some of that content kind of like built out going to look like definitely both like a day in the life like what i do when i'm not gaming type of thing like trips to like i don't know like new york city like just stuff like that you know just just like IRL stuff. Super Like cool. cooking. Yeah. No, yeah. I like that. I like that <laughs> a lot, especially uh, I IRL and you touched on it, right? One of the biggest things about Twitch is um, the more intimate nature of the relationship that you can have with your viewers and inviting them into your life. So I, I love that you're bringing up things like vlog content, because as we've seen, and I love that Goj mentioned people like Hector, uh, they have done that very successfully and shown that that is something that uh, A, can get engagement and is not the stereotypical, you know, I, you know, world starred some kids, here's the TikTok. Yep. type video so exactly. I, I have a really interesting question um and i'm curious if your answer is going to change from what you said about ranked warzone uh when we look to the feature warzone 2 and beyond uh, one of the i, I don't want to say crisis but one of the identity issues that it feels like warzone is facing is uh content-based warzone competition and pure uh, competitive Warzone competition. So if we moved into Warzone 2 and they said, hey, we're going to try having a Warzone league, is that something you'd be interested in? Or do you prefer the format now where there's, you know, modes and styles and, you know, content creator versus competitor gameplay and also pure competitive? Or would something like a Warzone league interest you? I definitely think a Warzone league would interest me because it's more like of a... Uh, like a standard like mm, i don't know how to explain it like foundation i guess because like uh the cdl has like events like this day that day that day and then like boom tv or, or efuse hosts like one event like like you never know when there's going to be an event you know so i think the warzone league would be really like good for warzone yeah, like the overall health of having a consistent schedule. I'd be curious yeah. to see what like viewership and things like that would look like for it, how it would actually be executed, what styles of formats. I mean, I would assume it's customs, but 
a lot up in the air. Good to hear that you're excited about that potentially. Um, yeah, I, there's a lot of thoughts I have on that, and I'm excited for it potentially. But uh, I, I, we see a couple of questions in the chat, uh, and we've been seeing you guys here all day. So thank you for the support and the support of Kins in particular. Uh, I, I will take this question because I actually quite like it. Uh, can we ask Kins, who, if any, streamer content creator are you looking forward to working with in the future? Repulse. He's my favorite streamer by far. He's a he's just so funny. Like love watching his streams. He's just a W. And he's like his own fitting self. Like he doesn't care about anything or what anyone says. It's just <laughs> he's just like a great guy. I love that answer so much because uh, he was one of my favorite people to meet at the Baca Bros Wonderland. They were all just so like childlike wonder and excitement over hosting yeah, exactly. a LAN and like being on the kind of casting side of it. So I know exactly the energy you're talking about. It was just wholesome and vibrant and super loud. <laughs> so I, I'm sure we're gonna see that. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna see that sooner than later. That, that is super cool. Well, Kins, thanks for your time. I mean, that, that's really all the questions that we had. It, it, to finish this conversation off, um, I know you can't leak the org that you're talking to. I am going to be doing my digging. I am going to go through every thread. I'm going to do my advanced Twitter searches. I'm going to see what I can find out from behind the gotcha. scenes. But um, in the meantime, is there anything we didn't ask you that you wanted to like talk about? I mean, you can be here as long as you'd like, but I uh, don't want to take up you know your time all day. Anything that we didn't ask that you wanted to talk about? Um, not really. I mean, you guys like hit every bullet point for me. Awesome. Well, hey, yeah, we try. We, we try to keep it as complete as possible, but always want there to be a chance to talk about anything that you're super passionate about that we didn't hit. Well, uh, Kins, thank you for your time. Uh, quickly shout yourself out. Talk, talk, talk about all of your different socials. Talk about your Twitch. And then we'll finish with this final conversation uh, question from Shanice to send you on your way. So shout out all your socials uh, while you can so that everybody can follow her because you definitely need right. to. She's climbing up. Uh, it's just Kins Rosie on every social, you know, got the litest stream on Twitch, vibing, like having a concert, you know, follow me. What's like on live every day? What's up? That's it. <laughs> I love it. You're certainly live every day. You're playing this game a lot. Thank you for being here. The final question, and I think this is a perfect capstone to the overall conversation we've had all day today. Honestly, the entirety of the podcast in general, across all episodes, it's this idea of streaming, competitiveness, content. What does really Warzone even look like, and where is this success coming from? So Shanice's question was, would love to know what Kins finds as the most difficult part of being consistent in streaming and competition. Where does she find the motivation to do what she does every day? Um, competitive wise, it's just winning everything, just wanting to, to win everything. Content wise, it's wanting to have a community and have a personal like friendship with them and just have like supporters, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, passion, that's it. The passion <laughs> is behind the scenes. The passion is what's driving her forward. Kids, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Exactly. I'm sure you're going to be live later today to compete in some crazy tournament that I didn't know was <laughs> happening. I'll get a DM about it and you're winning money. So, uh, you know, congrats to, to all of your success thus far. I'm sure you're going to be going even farther and further into the future. Thank you guys for having me so much. Appreciate that. Absolutely. We'll see you in the next one for sure. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye, bye. I love that. Go, she's fantastic. I, uh, <laughs> I know we've been wanting to to get her on for a while, and not only did she have some unique answers on uh, a few of the topics, but 
just well-spoken, articulate, and uh, kind of one of the most front-facing women in the scene right now, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think there's definitely, if you are someone who is up and coming, you want to be up and coming, she had some very uh, important statements about uh, networking and what it takes to get that initial invite, like the one she did from Holly. So if you're just tuning in now, we'll have the VOD on YouTube tomorrow, but a, a lot of really important um, kind of uh, tips, tricks from her there uh, and, and insights. So thank you again to Ken's for coming on. That was great. We, we gotta, I mean, can we at least just have a very brief conversation? We're about to head into a really cool segment that we did last week. We're gonna do it again, but before we get there, uh, okay, she's talking with an org currently, Katie. I, mean, I know, I know, she, I she's in, She Woo! said, I am in conversations uh -huh. with an org. We see all of the spammy chat with all those Kenzie emotes. Please keep doing that. Who, who is she talking to? She said it's not on her top three list, so we, we can already... New York, Optic, or Minnesota. Yep. It could be Seattle. Oh, that's what I'm saying. She goes, like, is this a little bait and switch? She's like, I don't know if Surge is in my top three just because they don't have a lot of words on people. They don't have the culture yet. Is it like a, oh, just kidding, flip-flop, you know, patty-wop. I don't know what that means. Like, we, you know, I'm going to be the first one? Or is it somebody she didn't mention at all because she's trying to stay away from the topic and not leak anything? Well, I wonder, okay, in your question, did you specify CDL orgs? No. or no. it could be, it, it could be, I mean, yep. there's also like the omits of the world, um, kind of like the excess of the world, some of those non-CDL entities, but that are very NRG. present within Warzone. Yeah, NRG. Um, there is, there's actually quite a few options outside of what we would um, immediately think of when you, when you talk about some of the Warzone orgs. And <laughs> when we said your top three favorite orgs right now to join, she said, cdl orgs and then went forward so there's maybe uh -huh. a little bit of something I, I, i'm i'm wait wait she oh, said well, well, well. the person that she wants to kind of like do content with in the future is complexity mm -hmm. she said or she didn't say complexity she said she said repulse but could be uh, complexity yeah, yeah. not not uh in the in the cdl uh, uh, there are a lot of options. I see chat helped us out with that one. That is a great point. So my top three okay. guesses are complexity. I, I think XSEC could be a real conversation, actually. I could see that kind of coming out of, not really out of nowhere. They have plenty of Warzone content creators. That kind of fits the bill for the community that she's already thinking about. Um, you know, they've they've got Jared FPS. They've got Super Evan. Um, they've got Frozone. They've got Burtonologist. Um, they've mm -hmm. already got that kind of built out. Um, uh, and Kenzie would be a perfect option for that. And then the other probably would be Surge, just because she's already worked with them, represented them, knows them apparently, uh, knows one of one of the people behind the scenes quite well. Ooh, that's crazy, Katie. I know. And oh God, this makes me this makes me want to do some some dating. Do, we have wanna, to. <laughs> I'm gonna be texting some folks. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be texting some folks. Just know that we're gonna try and figure out what's going on there. But what I love about that is the the broader implications of not just ken's being in discussions with someone uh not just the other people that we've teased that we know are in discussions or have already completed discussions is that it went from that initial pickup period to a, a pretty significant lull to it seems like the beginnings of another 
pickup period, Goj. I don't know yeah. if that's a reflection of things that orgs have heard based off of CDLR and what they plan on doing with that, if they plan on moving it to another season, expanding it out uh, internationally beyond just NA. But uh, it... it it really it gets me excited because usually when these orgs start showing interest in picking up people again, it's because they're getting whatever sort of signals they're getting behind the scenes yep. that it's worth their while to be doing so. Now, there's two options. It's certainly there's an impetus from maybe a Warzone League coming or something like that, or just maybe, hey, this is a rising streamer. Honestly, from a business perspective, we could probably get on the cheaper side. Warzone 2, they're going to explode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's mm -hmm. that that's another thing that a lot of these these orcs are probably thinking about as well in preparation for the potential that Warzone 2 is. It's a good bet. It's it's a kind of hedging your bets for the future that Warzone 2 is gonna be good. Most people would expect it's gonna bring back a lot of player bases, a lot of conversations to be had there. But uh yeah, my mind's always thinking the business side, Katie. That's that's I how love, I'm no, doing I deals. <laughs> I but, love it. I love it. It was such a great. I, she said that, and I was like, immediately went to our editors, like, maybe this is what we tease. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right. right. Um, but we have a very, uh, another amazing uh, segment of the Coliseum Stat Chat. We've got to go into this. Mm -hmm. This is a lot of fun. We love having these conversations. Let me pull these up, and I've already got them up on the screen. Amazing. If you guys didn't know, at, by the way, exclamation point sponsor, we are sponsored by Coliseum really cool kind of daily warzone fantasy uh site that puts together all of these different content creators onto their site and you can build out your own fantasy teams create your teams win some money really sick we're going to talk a little bit more about it in in the kind of like end of this segment but we've created this brand new segment with coliseum to talk about the stats that they actually do compile you guys know at home uh, you know i run warzoneearnings.com i am all about the stats i'm all about kind of like keeping track of who's kind of on top and coliseum's doing that weekly and daily for us and of course for all of their their online competition so let's talk through some of these stats uh katie you've got uh first and foremost this is this is a wins board right here okay look at this you've got overall wins this is within the last week so this is within basically wednesday to wednesday this is essentially since fortune's keep has dropped until now you've got Faded invaded with 130 wins. The most wins this whole week. You're winning a game 130 times in seven days. That is actually insane. No, that's that's ridiculous. And I know I know that there's some people who go specifically for wins uh, in their playstyle. That's going to be vastly, vastly different um, than than people who are playing for like PRs or anything else. But 130 is outrageous. Yeah, it's crazy. You've got uh, the number of Caldera wins in a week. 72 from Wagnificent. That's that's like. Uh, do the math on that. that. That's 10 wins a day. Little over 10 wins a day in seven days. Absolutely obscene. Uh, Rebirth, which, again, seven Rebirth wins. Impressive because Rebirth was only out for like half of a day, I think, or something like that. But by the time they took these stats, because again, this is Wednesday to Wednesday. Uh, Lucci and Zaido is at the top of that. Uh, the Fortune's Keep is why they were able to achieve 130 wins. There's 125 of those were on Fortune's Keep. And then the average placement over the last week in every game that they've played combined. Zlander at the highest of that. Fourth place overall, highest average placement. Pretty solid. Pretty solid across the board. Certainly depends on, um, you know, how many games they played and things like that. Let's keep going through some of these stats, Katie. 
Uh, next, this is a fun one. This is Victory Streaks. And, well, uh, wouldn't you know it? Uh, faded, uh, invaded at the top of the Fortune's Keep Streak. 22 wins in a row, by the way. I, I, do you remember? Okay, because that's so outrageous. Like, I remember, I think the best kills or the best win streak I ever got on, on Verdansk. I remember I was playing with Study and uh, maybe Pomage and a couple. I can't remember. It was like eight eight or like seven or eight wins or something and we were all losing our shit but i remember once upon a time back in verdansk and i think pam was on this some people had some outrageously long win streak like outrageously long and everyone was losing their minds because in verdansk obviously uh even if you played it careful that wasn't an easy thing to do so when i see win streaks like these like an 18 on a shaded step on caldera or 22 like 22 like there's yeah, so that's... much inherent rng in these game modes Crazy. and you still manage to win 22 times i mean it makes sense they've won 140 times in a week they've got to have these insane streaks to even have that be a possible stat but uh the caldera win streak not surprised to see uh shaded step and uh FIFA kill had the rebirth streak of five right before it went away, but I'm not surprised to see Shea step at 18 wins in Caldera. That's kind of what he does. So let's keep rocking and rolling through these uh, top streamers. Now, these stats we're going to have to explain because some of these are daily, some of these are weekly. Uh, Rallied had the most headshots in one day, uh, total of 20, or in one game, sorry. A total of 20 in one game. Pretty impressive. Uh, executions, this is a fun one. Frozone has had 20 executions this week. That man is grinding content on Warzone. Not only grinding the top of the, the leaderboards in terms of fantasy points, which we'll get to because he's been near the top every single time. He's also one of the most expensive players to pick up on Coliseum's website when you're building your, your team because of that very reason. But has had 20 executions, so he's doing it with style. Uh, Gulag wins. Cleveland Camp. 122 gulag wins this week that means he's dying a decent bit but winning most of those 1v1s which is pretty impressive on the other side you got gulag losses bonk bonk is a win streaker bonk is that guy that's out there getting tons of wins but 142 losses in the gulag in this week is that one's gonna hurt katie yeah look look Look, sometimes you got some high highs, sometimes you got some low lows, and sometimes you get the distinct honor of uh, setting records that no one might ever beat <laughs> because they're so awful. It, it also means you're playing a lot. So, you know what I mean? Like, like no one, like if you're playing like five games a day, there's no way you're hitting Gulag 142 times, but... You know. I mean, hey, I never lose a gulag, so I wouldn't know what that feels like. Yeah. Uh, but I understand it's probably um, not the most positive experience. And, and then Foreign Jays had 20,000 damage in one game. Uh, it's the highest damage in one game that we've seen in this last week. So pretty impressive. I think we've got one more graphic to... No, no, no. We have two more graphics to show. Uh, we're going to go to the fantasy points next. This is the most kills this week. Uh, we know Super Evan actually set uh, some of the, uh, the uh, world record last week. We were able to show that. Ooh. But the most kills this week were 51 in Caldera from Biffle. 47 from Faded, Invaded, the guy that's been winning Fortune's Keep all day, every day. If there's another Fortune's Keep, Charlie, get this dude on your team. That's insane. No. 47 kills. 
Okay, this is, I, I was thinking about this as you were going through some of these um, Coliseum stats, is uh, Faded Invaded is coming up so consistently, and I want to see now, when, when you see things like this, because uh, you have a win stat, right? That doesn't really mean a lot when it comes to competitive, right? If you win a lot, that doesn't necessarily mean it translates into you being someone who would do well in competitive. But when you also see stats like that coupled with 47 kills in Fortune's Keep when we saw Aiden putting up numbers similar to that. You then ask the question, okay, why isn't this person in tournaments? Are they not interested in tournaments? Are they are they maybe just not well known enough in the in the scene for people to be comfortable picking them up? Kind of like what Ken's talked about early on in that interview. I, why, why isn't this person there? If you're dropping 47, clearly, clearly yep. you got more than just a little bit of gun skill. And I think there's a five thousand uh, dollar Fortune's Keep tournament coming up around the corner, so maybe we'll see them in it. But let's look at the fantasy points again as we're looking at these points let me remind you this, this is kind of a sponsored segment with coliseum if you don't know who coliseum is you can look at it in the chat right now exclamation point sponsor uh, you can build out your own warzone fantasy team and uh when they win you win basically i mean you have all the different stats that go into your overall formula for how well your team is doing just like Lamb any other fan fantasy chat. sports uh what did you say I was going to say, Lamb literally in chat was touting. I think he won last week. Yeah, he won like 26 bucks. I think he got like third yeah. or fourth. Flowers, one of my mods, also won money. So he's going in there. Yeah, he's going to try okay. to win a lot more uh, because he built out the right team. And, and well, this is one of the teams that you could maybe start looking at. People like this are grinding the leaderboards, and that helps out your fantasy squad if you build it out. These These... By the way, these contests can go up to like $150 every single week uh, that you can win a portion of, especially if you get first. You're winning a large uh, majority of. Uh, might as well win some money while you're watching Warzone competitors. But look at this. Uh, 822 points by Frozone near the top again as per usual. Uh, Diaz Biffle near the top as per usual as well. These are the most expensive people to throw on your team, but they certainly get you the most points. 808 points. 738 from Bread. Bread's been popping off this week, not only in tournaments, his stream, but also... Also on the fantasy points, 738. Huskers right behind 729. Metaphor at 725. And he was shadow banned this week. Impressive. <laughs> and uh, as per usual, always shadow banned. And then Faded Invaded, who has been on almost every single graphic this far. 717 points with Fortune's Keep wins, kills, and everything else in between. So very impressive. Make sure you're looking at um, these players when you're building out your squad. So thank you, the Coliseum, for, of course, sponsoring this podcast, but also... Uh, putting on all of these Warzone tournaments for the community. Go check them out right now. Uh, it, if you, It's kind of time for you guys to get more from Warzone streaming. If you're watching Warzone streams all the time, you're listening to this podcast, this is made for you. Enter Coliseum's free Fantasy Warzone contest and win when your favorite streamer wins. Build your dream squad now at coliseum.co. That is K-O-L-O-S-S-E-U-M.co. And you can actually use uh, promo code BOTLOBBY, all caps, all one word, uh, for a little bit of extra promo, a little bit of extra cash money money when you uh, make a new account. So go do that now, whether you're on audio, YouTube, or otherwise. Uh, really excited that they are actually the reason we're able to continue to do this podcast. So thank you to them. Um, such a blast bringing you these stats every single day that we do the pod. All right. I love them. I love them. Katie, last topic <laughs> of so conversation. <laughs> we have had we've had a lot of a lot of combo today. It's been a long one and it's been a great one, but we've got time. Shitter's Digest is here. <laughs> and for the probably first time ever, we have one tweet 
to talk about one tweet but it's a banger because it, yeah because it's a banger so let's uh let's talk about it uh it was in the chat earlier rafi who is the actual <laughs> owner of uh, omit one of the the teams that uh you know we know and love they've got plenty of warzone co competitors and content creators uh, under their name uh what i would call like a mid-tier uh you know org they do some great things and they're growing dramatically recently um, I actually know Rafi really well, and, and occasionally he'll put out these style of tweets, Katie. Uh, it's so great. It's so great. How about you read it out, and then we'll have a conversation around it. Oh, I'm so happy that you're letting me do this. All right. <laughs> it's 4.44 p.m., June 27th, 2022. Rafi says, you know what? I'm going to drop a banger, a spicy tweet on the TL. Sure. Here's what it said. <clears throat> Hilarious that Comp Cod is quite literally gamer nerds that got shit on all their life, now pretending to be the cool kids table of Twitch and Discord lunch table. Get a f***ing grip. You're good at a video game and very rarely make over an average American's income. And let's be clear, he's talking about competitive war zone. Yes. He's not talking about multiplayer. He's not talking about CDL. He's talking about competitive war zone. And... I cried when you sent me this tweet, Goge, because he's not wrong. It's it's comedic. It's hilarious. Specifically, uh, they say, uh, he said at the very beginning, hilarious that Comquad is quite literally gamer nerds that got shit on their whole life now pretending to be the cool kids table of Twitch and Discord lunch table. I, like, so funny. Uh, kind kind of true, and I think like when we start thinking about the entitlement question, um, you know, Katie, that we had asked Kins, it, it just touched on that. Yeah, it goes back to that. Networking is very difficult because people at the top feel like, and we've had these conversations too about this with some of the people at the top of like when you're at the top and you're everything's just killing it. You feel like people reaching out are wanting something. You know what I mean? Like, there's this mm -hmm. idea that they want something from you. They're not just trying to be your friend to be your friend. They're ladder climbing. Yeah. So, so there's this idea of like, I fence myself off because I made it, and I don't want anybody in my inner circle. You always see those tweets. Oh, I protect my own. Yeah. I protect the inner circle. And this is like the other side of that coin. Well, these are your best friends <laughs> when you're popping, but when things get quiet, yeah. you know who the real ones are. Oh yeah, yeah. we've seen the tweets. This is the other side of that coin, which is essentially. Yo, wake up. What's the ego? You got I mean, not not that you got bullied your whole life necessarily, but like you 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 weren't at the cool kids table not too long ago. You know what I mean? Like don't have your head so far, you know, where it doesn't need your to ass? be. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you'd say it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, but like the the point of it and the intention is very true, right? It feels like um people people can get a hint of success and uh kind of forget lose perspective if you will lose perspective of where they were lose perspective of what it was like when they didn't have that success and sometimes treat people who are on the come up or 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 just generally behave in a different manner because you finally got that taste right that taste of popping off that taste of being popular and it can it's so easy for it to go to your head i i i have experienced this before right it, it's kind of insidious and and subtle oftentimes but the higher you climb the farther you are away from where you came from and the harder it is to remember what that was like and right. I, I think for all of us uh we do we, we'd be well off if we took a little more time to remember uh 
kind of the humble beginnings and what it was like when your chat was dead and yep. you didn't have anyone in there and your subs were going down and not up. And when no one wanted to play with you, it, humbling ourselves a little bit wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think uh, especially, you know, if you're at the very, the tippity top of the mountain, as the doctor says, uh, you know, it, that's one thing. Like, certainly you have to protect your own. Like, I get that. Uh, but his second paragraph of get a grip, you're good at a video game and very rarely make even over the average <laughs> American's income. You know, th that is like actually a real conversation point to kind of close the podcast on is like even those that are doing well, like, those that are doing mm -hmm. well, like they've got great sub numbers, they've got great, uh, you know, uh, content and everything. You, the money they're making that kind of pr provokes, uh, for some, not all, definitely not all, but provokes this kind of like sense of an ego, right? Um, is the same amount of money you could make by, you know, an entry level job post college. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's impressive, great. Like, you're doing fantastic. We're all here for you. But the ego to like completely just dismiss others bit. because of that, it's like, okay, let's, let's have a little bit of a wake up call. You know what I mean? Like, we're hanging out at the Discord table maybe too long, but a funny tweet. Uh, so wait, wait, wait. Can I, can I pull out H Maze? Oh, absolutely, because yeah. HMA had, this killed me. Her response to Rafi, and I just, this is the only one I want to point out because I loved it so much. <laughs> she goes, I laugh so hard when someone has the biggest ego ever because they're good at the video game, have views, yet wouldn't act that way if they weren't behind the screen. Some boys for real think they're kings slash famous as fuck IRL because they drop 40s on COD. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, just, you know the response to that too uh, the, they think they're timothy chalamet for winning a 25k gauntlet in 2020 <laughs> oh, oh it's great it's, bro. it's great i'm here for those tweets and that those are the kind of tweets we need for shitters digest because it gives us something to talk about and we can have a, a more serious nuanced conversation but we could also laugh oh, at man. it uh, so keep popping off on on twitter that's that's what we need maybe not me so much but everyone else keep popping off on twitter give us some Twitter's digest content yeah yeah absolutely stir the pot if need be as long as you do it in a uh, i would say respectful manner if you do it in a non-respectful manner it'll probably be better content but i'm not here trying to instigate anything wink wink hint hint uh anyway <laughs> look i i have had a blast on this episode we've been able to talk about uh, a lot of really cool stuff you know one more huge shout out to Candace for being a part uh, of the podcast i know um you know it's something that that she's been wanting to do for a while we haven't been able to make it work we finally made it work great episode great content and honestly evergreen content for those that are trying to make it in the war zone scene definitely this is one that you'll want to go back and listen to a couple of times here are the things that she's saying the reason she's kind of made it to where she's currently at and and you know the, her mentality with going forward because there's there's still a lot to be um you know left desired and things that she's going to be working on um going forward in, in order to continue to grow she's not content where she's at although she is killing it uh right now so huge shout out again to ken's Thank you for, for having her on the podcast. Um, and uh, Katie, thanks for setting that all up for us. That was fantastic. Yeah, of course. Uh, a big shout out to, to Ken's um, doing some really incredible things in the space. Uh, and also uh, to all the competitive or, or folks in the scene who are in the chat all the time. Sean Jay is here all the time. Uh, been in chat today. We saw Joe Woe earlier on. Rafi was here. Um, we see Mazita a lot too. Just know, guys, uh, we really, really appreciate the support and suggestions for who you want to see on, suggestions for people you want to talk about. I saw uh, some folks asking about maybe trying to get super evan or biffle on uh just know that we listen we appreciate it uh and we really 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 love the the support that you're showing 
couldn't agree more you guys have been amazing uh if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to the youtube you know go download the episodes on all of the major audio you know ways that you can listen to this podcast we've breached over a thousand downloads for our podcast on all of our audio platforms Woo! which is really cool stat that's so um great. been banging it out over there it's kind of one of those like secret things that kind of just grinds on its own wheels and, and shout out to our mm-hmm. editors for putting that together but uh the youtube you guys have been showing a lot of love as well so please continue to do that like comment and, and watch the videos but again the live streams are always a blast if you ever want to catch us live while we're doing this and be in the chat sometimes we'll read even your questions out if they're pretty awesome um all you have to do is go over to twitch.tv forward slash grandmaster go today and uh, i think that's it i think that's all we got katie uh shout yourself out where can people find you anything you're, you're working on coming up that you can talk about uh yeah i got maybe some exciting stuff toward the end of the month uh hopefully with Fortnite. cross your fingers guys really excited about that but uh outside of that no just doing my thing playing through witcher 3 for the first time uh, on hey. stream slash katie bedford uh it's really fun although i just had a very traumatic uh quest line that i had to go through last night that i might never recover from but uh yeah just streaming uh doing my thing you know just living the dream but yeah t- uh twitter uh, dot com slash worlds bedford twitch.tv slash uh, katie bedford you can see him conveniently laid out right underneath yeah. uh, our cameras but seriously you guys are you guys are rock stars and uh every follow on youtube is a smooch from master chief my cat uh and any reviews any five stars you leave on the audio versions just no i love you forever I couldn't agree more. I'm Grandmaster Goge. Find me on all the socials. Got a lot of tournaments. Got a lot of things cooking in the background. I'm sure you'll see Katie and I on a broadcast very soon. Regardless of the title, we're always cooking and ready to rock and roll uh, uh, in the booth. So, hey, that's all we've got. Thank you so much for joining us. Twitter, I know people were filtering in and out on that. Uh, Twitch, you guys have been amazing this whole time. Audio listeners, thank you for everything. And we'll see you guys in the next video. Peace. Peace.